Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and buckle your seatbelts. It's time for your weekly ride along with the Bikes on Bikes. This is Drive By. Welcome, welcome. I am Mike J. He is Mike S. And this is the Drive-By Wrestling Podcast. Oh, and we are the Mikes on Mikes. How the hell is it going, Mike? Um, yeah, man, I'm tired. It's been a busy week at work. <sighs> yeah, I've been on vacation this week, and it does not even feel like it. Uh, strung up lights for the, you know, holiday season on the outside, and check them all, got them on the house, and plug them in for the final uh, reveal, and guess what? Half of them were out. Of course. <sighs> you know. <laughs> I'm doing mine uh, Sunday before the Browns game. It's always a fun time. This is the first you. time we've done lights, so... Here we go. Well, let me just wish you luck, my friend. Yeah, I'm only doing a little bit. We're just doing the front porch. We're just dabbling this year. Which is a fair thing to do. Totally a fair thing to do. Um, But yeah, man, let's get into it. We had a, 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 a slightly condensed episode last week, kind of skipping the uh, the Wednesday night war due to the holiday. And this week, we're still going to be a little condensed due to my vacation and our recording schedules. But we definitely want to get into some things, so let's just start with some of the things that happened last week. And one of the biggest things was uh, we always miss SmackDown as we record on a, on generally a Thursday or Friday. Uh, Bray Wyatt had promised a new face uh, for the Firefly Funhouse, and I'm still left a little confused, Mike, if the new face was actually what he did to Daniel Bryan or the Fiend Universal title that was debuted. That's a good question, actually. Because I'll be honest, that was a phase two. I only watched parts of SmackDown, um, so I kind of just assumed it was the belt. Um. Well, he pulled at the end of the show. He pulled Daniel Bryan under the ring, like through the ring, if that makes sense, like he did last time with Seth. Okay. Uh, and then he started just throwing up gobs of hair. So I'm assuming Daniel Bryan is getting a fresh haircut, shave, whatever. Um, I don't know if it's going to be more than that. Um, I'm kind of hoping that it is. It's it, the American it Dragon. Cool. Yeah, I, I mean, we could see a different version. We could see a completely, I don't know, maybe a completely clean-cut, bald Daniel Bryan. That would be interesting. I don't know if we're going to go that far, but it would definitely be interesting. But we also got this fiendish universal title. Um before we even get into it, what was your opinion of that? I hate this fucking thing. <laughs> All right. So when I first saw it, I was like, well, that's really cool. And then when I saw it again, I was like, I'm not sure how it works. But the more I thought about it and marinated on it, it makes total sense, Mike, because Bray is still holding the actual Universal title in the Funhouse, correct? Yeah, I guess. So this just proves that the Fiend doesn't really care about titles and just wanted a toy of his own. So I guess his title is himself or a, a an imagery, a, an image of himself, if you will. Um, 
creepy, uh, really disturbing. I'm curious to see how it looks when he comes out. I don't know if he'll be wearing it, carrying it, however he does it. Promos I think it'll have be showed a, him, like the promo photos have shown him wearing it. Around his waist? Yeah. That's probably terrifying looking. It, um, it looks cool on him, right? Like, here's the thing. Like, I'm not opposed to, like, the belt itself, right, you know? Like, if this mm-hmm. was just a prop that he fucking wore to the ring or something, like, you know, Hogan mm-hmm. wears the weightlifting strap. Cody wears all that ridiculous bullshit that slides all over his body the whole match. I'd be okay. <laughs> now Jericho does too. Yeah, and like I'd be <laughs> cool with that, man. But like I just hate personalized belts so much. Personalized title belts. I think it's a ridiculous vanity project for anyone that does it. Um, it rarely makes sense storyline wise. It's just. I don't like it. And I especially don't like this one because. And again, don't get me wrong. Looks cool. Yeah, super awesome. Tom Savini designed it, so obviously I, I enjoy it. It's right in my wheelhouse of like everything I like. <laughs> um, but for a title belt, this is ridiculous. Well, see, I think I think that's kind of why I like this, Mike, because he, although it's personalized, it doesn't look. It's the it most personalized like, title, like title belt of any personalized title belt ever. Yeah, it doesn't look like a title belt. It, it looks like a prop or yeah, and a that's my problem. Trophy for him, and that's um, my problem is that it doesn't look like a title belt. I don't like even Daniel Bryan's made out of hemp look like a fucking title belt. Still, made. I like, love Daniel Bryan's title belt. It just it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> look like a title belt. It doesn't it doesn't it's not it's not something me personally as a wrestling fan wants to see the top guy in the company walk out wearing. Uh, yeah, I get that, but like I said, I think it's for the character more so. Yeah, uh, I get it. Like I said I get it. Bri- except like you know, Bray, except House like Bray still has the blue belt. You know, the ongoing problem with WWE is that they don't do. I don't know, man. There's this weird like, like okay, like it's done for the character. Well, that's great, man. But like, it should be maybe think about doing things for the fans. Like, well, like the character doesn't need this belt. Like, he just doesn't. Like, it's like, it would be one thing if it added something to it. Like, but it doesn't. It's just, hey, it's my face on a belt. And maybe that changes next week, you know? Would it have been better if it was a more like a smoking skull belt? Would that have yes. made you like it more? Yeah, I would. I, I need it to look, okay. Like, I need it to, to uh, like, somehow represent a title you belt. You still want it to look like a champion. Yeah. I get yeah. it. I, I get want, what like, Because, like, I'll be honest. Like, okay, let's say I was pulling a name out of there, Roman Reigns, right? Why does Roman Reigns want to win that piece of shit? He doesn't. He wants to win the blue belt. Right. I just need it to be a title belt. Or I need more than just what I don't know. Like this could all change tonight, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Like, like it's, my feelings totally could you know, let's call it what it is, it's Friday. Um mm-hmm. I could get home from work tonight, turn on SmackDown, and they could do something that changes my feelings about it, right? But all I could talk about is what I've seen of it thus far. And thus what you far, know right now. Yeah, yeah it, no, I, I it holds it. no place for for like me personally in wrestling. I'm, I'm gonna say that I was a little disappointed, but I'm not. I'm not where you are because I'm still. I, I understand. I think where they're going with it. So as long as they keep going that way, I think I'll be okay with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. Now here's the other outrage that I. Really wanted to get your opinion. You know they were selling these, right? Yeah. It immediately went on sale. 
uh, for a price tag of $6,500. Um, and let me rephrase that for, let me rephrase that I've for everyone, $6,500. Um, I do too. But the, here's the thing that I kind of laughed at the outrage from fans, the outrage of how could you charge this much for, and people literally saying this piece of junk. Do you and want I'm, a handcrafted piece of memorabilia from one of the greatest horror yes. movie makeup icons of all time? Because if you do, these are what they cost. Right. Because Tom exactly. Savini is the only one producing these. This right. man who literally created the makeup for Night of the Living Dead series, this man, <laughs> the biker from Return of the Living Dead that gets his arm ripped off, and he's like, ah, mm -hmm. that dude, that dude mm -hmm. is the dude that made these. Like, yep. like he is the godfather of modern horror cinema like makeup, and he is handcrafting these. Of course, they're 6500 bucks. Well, eh, that's, that's the thing. This isn't this is a replica shop zone thing. Yeah. Okay. This is this is they're gonna take a they're gonna take a number of orders of these, and the man himself is going to. I, I, and I don't even know if he's personally gonna do it, but it's going the, the original it's one was done by him and his shop and his creators, and probably him himself are going to be making a personalized numbered version of this for you, which is. Meaning you're not just carrying a replica, you're carrying the exact thing that Bray Wyatt is carrying to the ring. Exactly. You're carrying, as I put on our Twitter, Mike, this actually extends beyond the wrestling world. This is something that someone could catch their eye on, not even knowing what it is, go down the rabbit hole, watch all these things, and just be a Tom Silvini fan, and now they want this. So... I, I think, and the other big part of this, Mike, is no one's telling you you have to buy this. You know, could they make a cheaper knockoff version for $500? I'm sure they're going to. But what they're releasing is the exact handmade title for you to collect as a memorabilia not only of The Fiend, but of Tom Silvini. I just... Yeah, the outrage is hilarious. Mike. It'd be like absolutely. It'd be hilarious. like getting a replica Mandalorian helmet from whoever did the shit on the Mandalorian, and then be mad that he charged you like a decent price for it. <laughs> oh fuck! What man? And, you mean I can't get an accurate screen prop for like a right. hundred bucks? Well, yeah, right. man, because you're not buying these chintzy ass belts that are made by some uh, onebeltsnow.com or whatever. Right. Actually, you know, actually made out of, I mean, this is going to be crafted exactly out of what Bray Wyatt is made out of. So I'm sure some sort of high quality latex, whatever that's sculpted out of, leather on the strap, leather on the belts. I mean, come on, guys. And again, nobody's saying you have to buy this. It's a collector item for a reason. Collectors are going to buy this. They're going to sell a lot of these. Um, I and if if they if you want one for yourself and you can't afford that, I can probably guarantee they're gonna make a version of this that is cheaper. Uh, it just makes business sense. But they wanted to get it out there for what it was, which is a prop from a horror master for a horror character that is now wrestling. I, I mean, it's 
I, I don't, the outrage, uh, what people get mad at today is just hilarious, Mike. And then they let other things slide that they probably shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, when we got into Raw, let's go into Raw a little bit this week. Um, a report came out, and this is another thing that just blows my mind. Like Monday afternoon, a report came out that someone in the back had info on the script, and they basically said, you should just not even watch Raw, it's going to be skippable. So now we're getting predictions of how bad the show is before it even airs. Um, come on, guys. Let's get our shit together, okay? Uh, Raw wasn't bad. It wasn't. It didn't knock my socks off, but it was a decent show. The thing that I want people to realize is... The wrestling on WWE television has been really good lately, has it not, Mike? Yeah, when I check in with it, I'll be honest. I, I there's so much wrestling anymore, man. Like it is, it's hard to consume. SmackDown it all. and Raw have kind of fallen by the wayside for me a little bit, but um, I, I do think generally that's understandable, Mike. What's that? I think that's understandable. I mean, it really like if you listen to this podcast for any like period of time um you know that like i go through ups and downs with wwe and uh i don't really have to do that anymore you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. um and it's it's kind of like this like i don't give a fuck about cedric alexander Right. Right. And that right. pretty much sums up how I feel about most of what happens on Raw. Like, I don't give a fuck about Charlotte <laughs> and SmackDown. Like, I don't give a fuck about Cedric Alexander. I don't give a fuck about Charlotte's boyfriend. I don't give a fuck about the new about the new Mexican guy. I don't give a fuck about Lucha House. Like, there's these people that are getting pushed right now. And I do not give a shit about any of them. And I've tried desperately. To give a shit about Cedric Alexander, but tell me, like, what Cedric Alexander is as a character. Yep, that's what um, I thought. Tell me, yeah. <laughs> tell me what Charlotte's boyfriend is as a character, other than just another arrogant prick heel. Uh, that's I what do I thought. Like Andrade, though. I, I wait, wait. I'm on. not taking I away like from Andrade. like the ring work. I want to say yeah. that I'm not taking away from anyone's ring work, right? Right. No, I get what you're saying. Um, what is Humberto Carrillo's character? Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. The White Ranger. Uh, so like, there's all these guys that are getting pushed right now that like I'm supposed to care about because they do flippy stuff in the ring. But guess what? Every fucking wrestling show in the world does flippy stuff in the ring now. So At this point. I can go to NXT, AEW, mm-hmm. New Japan. Um, and I can watch people do flippy stuff and I can be like, oh, uh, so this guy's name is, I I don't know. I'm just going to pull a fucking name out of the air. Uh, Darby Allen. Not that I care about Darby Allen, right? (laughs) But he does flippy stuff, (laughs) but I somewhat, but I, but I at least get what his character is. You know what I mean? I get it. I get it. I, I understand what you're saying. I like NXT. Oh, man, Johnny Gargano does flippy stuff. He's the underdog babyface who sometimes can't control his emotions. I I Mm -hmm. just, like, SmackDown and Raw have just been showing me these people for, like, months now. And they're like, Cedric Alexander's a black guy that does flips. We ain't had one of them yet. And it's like, well, that's (laughs) cool, but you did. You had Rich Swan. 
And you have Ricochet now. Yeah, and you have Ricochet. And see, like, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I care about Ricochet. Ricochet is cool, but, like, man, there's not a lot of character development going on there, huh? Alistair Black. Boy. I like Alistair Black, but, man, he sure does just sit in a room and talk to himself. Not a lot of character development. You I, know what's funny, though? When they, It seems like this is more with Raw and SmackDown, man. When they do try to do some deeper character development, the fans crap on that, too. Um, I'll be honest. I, I think I, they kind of shit the bed on it sometimes when they do. Lana and Rusev and Bobby do. Lashley, as an example. Okay, but let's use that as an example, too, because you can't disagree the fact that Rusev is hugely over now. Rusev's been hugely not, over since 2014. I, you're, you're right, but as we discuss on this show, you don't put a title on a comedy gimmick, correct? That's true. Okay, he's not over for Rusev Day now. He's not over for that. He's over because in the story uh, of Monday Night Raw and WWE, him and Lana were off TV for, what, six, eight months. So they're completely coming back cold. They put them in this angle that uh, everyone can talk shit on it, but it gets the most views out of anything on YouTube. So that's something. I have not watched and, a minute of this storyline. And let me tell you, the last two weeks, now that they're... They've 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 edged us, Mike. They've gone and gone and gone until you can't control it anymore. Okay, and with the with the with the restaurant scene, with the you know blatant makeout sessions in front of Rusev, and now it's to the point where they're getting physical, and Rusev is putting his hands on Lashley, and the audience is going absolutely apeshit, possibly popping louder than anything else in, in that night. So it worked. Regardless of if you liked it, you hated it, you kind of enjoyed it, which is where I was. I was kind of in the middle there. The crowd is going nuts every time Rusev shows up and beats the snot out of Lashley. It did its job. Uh, And again, like I said, it's a little bit of character development, a little bit of storytelling. It's a little tongue-in-cheek. It's a little... Uh, I don't even want to say risky. It is a little risky, but I mean, it is what it is. Is it the best storytelling they've ever done? No, not at all. But at least they are making an effort to put some time in all three of these people who really haven't had a lot of time invested to them in the right way. And while we might not have liked the way they went about it, the end result is all three of these people are getting reactions. And that's kind of the name of the game, is it not? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I'll give you that. You're right. Did you love it when I kind of? I mean, I still think it's shit story. I mean, you haven't convinced me anything other than like, okay, well, it's getting reset. It's worked. It's worked, and that's the main point here, Mike. Uh, Sometimes you have to do some things, and I'm not. I'm sure they could have came up with something different, but for whatever reason, this is what they went with. If you believe the reports, this was Rusev and Lana's idea. I mean, it's working, and and I think that that's kind of the most important thing is it is actually working. They are getting the reaction that they want to get, which in today's wrestling, especially WWE, that does not happen very often. Usually the crowd goes the exact opposite, so maybe they had to pull a little bit on the real-life heartstrings just for people to react the way they wanted them to. Uh, is there anything else that stands out from... This week, Mike, I know we're going to get into the NXT AEW side of things again like we have. Uh, Seth Rollins, man, I think they're actually doing good with this too. Because um, they're kind of they're kind of clouding the water 
did he turn? Did he not turn? Is he with AOP? Is he not with AOP? And something I think that you're going to agree with, Mike, it kind of looks like Kevin Owens is getting put back into that title, that main event, like title top tier picture. Wouldn't you agree? Kevin Owens? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think there's anyone better to be there right now on that side. Um, I don't know if that means he gets a shot at Brock for this title. I don't know if it leads to a triple threat. Uh, we got Here's the thing. If Brock's not going to be on TV on a regular basis, then we do need to get this title back off of him. I don't know when that happens. I don't know if Why we... do we keep doing this <laughs> every year? Mike, this is the third, third WrestleMania we've been heading into that you and I have been doing this. Mm-hmm. That Brock has a title. That Brock has had the fucking title, man. I know. Do you want to know why? You know the right answer. I know why. Answer. I know why. Because he Brock's gets the casuals. Brock. Yeah. He gets he the casuals. I mean... But what they don't understand is that, like, I get... Again, this is, like, my issue with, like, having too much wrestling on TV right now for me to watch. Is that, like, these little things that I don't like about WWE are becoming, like, glaring. And um, I think the main thing that I've really realized about these guys is that I don't like a, a wrestling show made for the casual viewer. That's fair. I just don't, man. Like, I don't. Because they don't do things that a wrestling fan wants to see. You know what I mean? Like, no... And I'm not going to say no wrestling fan, but no, like, wrestling fan gives a shit if Brock Lesnar has the title. Like, they just don't. They don't. We've, we've seen it. It's done to death. We don't care. Now, you could be a Lesnar fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I'm not saying... Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure Lesnar fans are like, shit, yeah, yeah. I and there's probably listen, a couple guys that... Now, listen, I'm a Lesnar fan. I know you I don't you need are. him to have this title. I don't need him to have this title. I'd prefer him not to. I just... This is, like, why I'm not enjoying the WWE product. Because, like, mm -hmm. I'm not a casual wrestling fan, man, and everything they fucking do caters to a casual fan base. And it's just, like, there's too, there's too much <laughs> wrestling out here for me to, like, have to watch this casual bullshit anymore. I don't have to do no, this I, anymore. You're not I the understand. only game in town. My dick can get wet at three other places. I understand. And if there's one part of this WWE branch that kind of gets it right, it's the NXT. Uh, it's the NXT branch, and they are currently in a knockdown, dragout fight with their competition, AEW. Let's take a quick break, Mike, and let's come back and get back into our, uh, our new thing, the Wednesday Night War. Hang tight. We will be right back. last week uh, i know we had to take a little break and get some talking done without having to watch all of this wrestling that we have to watch every week but we're back into it um i'm gonna be right up front with you and everyone listening i finally caught up on last week the thanksgiving edition of aew uh at the beginning of this week and then I haven't quite made it through this week, so you're going to have to fill in some blanks. I started it. Dude, I, I have some issues that I'm just going to throw out there right now. Are you ready for this? Are we talking about last week's? 
both, but yeah. Okay. Uh, um, I mean, like, don't be wrong, I got some issues with this week's AEW as well. It carries over to this week. Um, First of all, last week's episode was terrible. Last week's episode was trash! (laughs) It was horrible. The Festival of Friendship ripoff was not even close to an homage to that. I love that every AEW fan ripped smackdown for brown corbin bringing out the big dog mascot like making fun of roman and then they have these blow up things around the ring and no one says shit about it uh again the hypocrisy now here's my biggest complaint with the last two episodes just in general overall is something that if you're a billion dollar company quote unquote competing with wwe you need to get your shit together and have somebody watch a YouTube video on how to do audio and get your sound fixed. Yeah, the first <laughs> the first part of this week was rough, which is unfortunate because it was during a really good six-man tag. It was a really good six-man tag. That being said, it was a spot fest, and none of it made any sense. Um, see, I disagree. Um as you know, I'm not a fan of spot fests in general, mm-hmm. but I thought this was a well-executed spot fest that had uh, that told a story with their spots. It was a series. Exciting. It was a, it was a series I'm... of escalating, like uh, exciting movement, and I love that Dustin Rhodes was doing high spots, like we've never I seen him Dustin do. Rhodes. How fucking good I is Dustin Rhodes gear. at this point in his life? He's fantastic. Holy I... shit. He's such an underrated worker that it's unbelievable. Um, curious to see how Dave Meltzer feels about him now because he hated him when he was the natural originally and when he was Goldust. So uh, <laughs> now that he's buddies with their with his butt buddies, I wonder how uh, he feels. Anyway, um, man, the the sound last week was so bad. Now, now I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to kind of see how I want to explain this. When I watched the Thanksgiving Eve episode, Mike, and it was, I couldn't tell it was bad on this next one because it was so, the audio was just gone and then back and then gone and then back. So I had to keep playing with my sound, but the ring, the ring sound was so loud on the Thanksgiving Eve episode, Mike. When I listened to it, when I watched it in my living room, which has a surround sound soundbar and subwoofer hooked up, you could hear every step that the wrestlers took in the ring. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I I noticed that. Now, when I watched it in my bedroom, I watched a little more in my bedroom without a sound system. It wasn't nearly as noticeable. So you could say, well, Mike, you can't, they can't help it. You have a surround sound. Um, Yes, they can. They need to assume that everybody should be able to hear the same type of things maybe some are louder than others but you can't have that it sounded like the microphone was rattling under the ring did it not uh yeah a little bit it was horrible it never got fixed it never improved throughout the episode uh this week when i could hear it when the sound wasn't messing up it sounded like it was the same way i don't know who is not informing them of this but it's a hundred percent distracting for me anyway like, I can't even focus on the matches as well because I'm just listening to this rumbling while they're running on the apron and, you know, setting, you just hear, it's just like a nonstop rumble. And look, I, I, I'm an audio person. 
I know sometimes our show doesn't have the best audio. It's because I record in a car, damn it. I can't help it. I do the best I can. I spend... We're not backed by a billionaire. (laughs) We're also not backed by a billionaire. We do this for free. And I spend like an hour to two hours trying to tweak this We don't even do this for free. This like costs (laughs) us money to do. Yeah. (laughs) And and, and, and I tweak as much as I can to get the best sound out of this. Why can't a billion-dollar backed wrestling company get their damn sound right this company has had audio issues from day one and they haven't been fixed and it's inexcusable inexcusable yeah i agree with that it it really it takes you out of it man and last week it really last week on top of it just being a bad show that made it even worse. This week, you had like a good match going on, and it took you out of that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. It, it's something that, listen, I'm going to harp on this until it's fixed, because it's something that they should be able to easily fix, and it's something they shouldn't be ignoring. Because I feel like we can all agree whether some of the things WWE does, like director-wise, cut-wise, like some things drive me nuts too. I get it. But production, WWE's production is top-notch, top of the line. Probably, sports-wise even, has to be some of the best in the world. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. So if you're trying to quote-unquote compete, then you need to at least... You need to have an idea of where you need to improve, and they're not improving. You know, and I know it can happen. I know it happens even in NXT and WWE, but damn, man. Sammy Guevara doing that splash where he got super kicked, that backflip, whatever, when he was on his phone. I know the spot you're know that I'm talking about. No, I know exactly the spot you're talking about. It looked as though he was jumping onto no one, did it not? It was a weird spot, man. Well, apparently one of the Jacksons was on the mat, but because of the way the cameraman shot it, or the shot they took, I should say, it just looked like he was jumping into nothing and then got super kicked, so it was really pointless to the TV audience. Um, I know people were kind of bagging on it online, and then other people were like, well, here, actually, Guevara himself was like, here's the shot, and it was someone's cell phone. So they didn't even catch it on their own cameras. Uh, that's a problem. I, and I know that they're doing these spots. They probably, when you're doing high spot things like this, you should at least, the camera people should have some sort of idea. I know it's not perfect, but you just got to watch for these things because it makes certain things come off bad if it's done wrong. Yeah, I completely agree. I think the... I think the cell phone spots anyway are like I get what they're trying to do. I get it. I, I like I, I do. It's it's a with him holding the phone. It's a millennial heel thing, right? Yeah, yeah I, I get it, and it's fucking. I don't like when Tyler Breeze does it either. No, nah, well Tyler Breeze uh, was more. He just carries it. But, yeah, for his know. character, that was more. And I get it. It's supposed to be like this millennial heel thing, and we're supposed to fucking hate it. I don't hate it for that reason. I just think it's a dumb spot. Yeah, I agree with you. I do. I just think it's like a dumb spot. There's way more things you could. It's one of those wrestling things where it's like. It's like Ric Flair going to the top rope. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he ain't going to hit this shit. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we doing? 100%. Like, what are we doing? Like, we're going to do this every. (laughs) Like, like, 
how dumb are you that you do this every week and you know that it ain't going to fucking work every week, man? Like, just stop. Like, there's – I don't like when wrestling makes wrestlers look dumb. Sting. Um, I don't like – I don't like that at all. <laughs> I, I just don't. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Um, what else? I I would like to talk about uh, some things from AEW this week if you don't have last week, if you're done with last week. I, I I just want to touch on the the debut. They have to stop debuting people that oh nobody God, knows who yes. they are. Okay. Look, or if you're going to debut people that nobody knows, don't have one of your announcers be like, "Oh my God, it's the butcher and the blade and the bunny," and then have the other two be like, "Who?" Get everyone on the fucking page. Like, like all of your announcers know who they are, or none of them do, right? Right. Because that, like, it felt very forced. It felt like you had one fucking guy out here trying to explain who these people were to everybody. And these guys have had, like, three matches. No one knows who these guys are, right? Yeah, no one should right. know. It would have been better off if they'd have come out and everyone would have been like, Oh my God, who were these guys attacking Cody and this girl? Oh my gosh, what's going on? And then later, since like AEW, and I'll give them props, are masters of the use of social media, mm-hmm. do something then. Yeah. But like instead, you got the butcher, the blade, and the bunny, and Jim Ross is like, who? <laughs> it just said, like, oh man, because guess what? Jim Ross is everyone. Everyone, yeah. literally everyone watching that show, Jim Ross was like, who? You know, like, online, I was looking like, who the fuck are these guys? And all anyone could be like, oh, it's the guitar player from As I Lay Dying. Mm-hmm. That's all anyone knew about these guys. Yep, that's it. Well, what did he fucking do? Cool. I think it's every time I die. Now that you say that, yeah, it's every time I die. So you can't. We can't even get the band right because no I, one knows. Who well, I don't are. listen to trash ass fucking weak metal, man. Also true. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was really it was flat. Um, they do this a lot, and also, I I enjoyed. You're gonna you're gonna be surprised at this, but you're gonna understand the reason. I enjoyed the Dark Order vignette. I don't know if there was one this week, but the one from last week I enjoyed. But oh. I only enjoyed it because the whole time I'm thinking, this dude's joining a rape cult. Oh, there was one this week, too. I don't know if it was... I didn't see the one from last week. I saw that there was a vignette. Uh, was it the big fat guy with the beard? Yes. Yeah, they played it again this week. Um, he was walking into a meeting. Yeah, I guess. There was two guys this week actually okay maybe it's a new one then there was like a guy at a like an anger management like there was a oh yeah this was a new one this was like an angry guy i love that every dude in these videos is like your typical neckbeard incel um (laughs) this week it was like an angry dude typing hate shit online and then he found like a web page about the dark order and he went and joined him and oh, fun. he went there but they were like why are you joining us and he was like for revenge and they gave him a mask right and then this big fat guy came in, and he's all, like, fucking crying, and they're like, why are you here? And he's, like, crying, and he says, for friendship. And they, like, eat him alive, I think? It was fucking amazing, dude. I'm not kidding. Like, I love the Dark Order, dude. Like, I, I like it's 
it's growing on me so like look man like yeah they're fucking those dudes but like <laughs> i don't you 100%. know no one's confirmed to me that like they're fucking those dudes you know so but they are but they are they're fucking those dudes but like i don't have to watch them fuck those dudes so i mean like i'm cool i'm really enjoying it like it's like a weird cult thing that i don't think we've seen it's not like like the wyatt family was a cult but this is like different Mm -hmm. man this is like this is like next level like wrestling like weird (laughs) you know it's super weird i I, i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it like I said, I only like it because of the twist you now put in my mind, and that's where it's going to stay. Hey, dude, but, once you watch with... it with the knowledge that he's fucking those little dudes, like, it changes everything. That's what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. But go ahead with uh, your uh, AEW takeaways. I thought that the Dark Order promo was strong, although this week we had Brandy come down. So I'm going to, since we're using the Dark Order, I'm going to segue right into, like, the Brandy segment because mm-hmm. it kind of mm-hmm. goes hand in hand. Um, Brandy came down this week and talked. Did you? Uh, I did not make it to that, but I so kind of heard some stuff. Brandy so, uh, and Awesome Kong came down during um, the um, who was it? Was it uh, Shanna or was it Chris Statlander? I think it was. Yeah, it was Chris Statlander and Shakira or Hikaru Shida, right? I prefer Shakira, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Chris Statlander, I will say, is another one of those like Shayna in this company where it's like she's got the potential to actually be like a star. So you know, Brandy. I see that. I see that one more than the other one. I'm telling you, man. Uh, I know that like you don't see it in Shayna, but listen for it. I don't. Listen I don't. for it. It's not a watch okay. thing. It's a listen thing. Listen to the crowd mm-hmm. reaction with Shayna. Take your word for it. She is over. Dude, those cr- those crowds react to everything. That's not a good thing. Yeah, example. that's true. That Cody could true. take a shit in the middle of the ring and Elder would drop it and they'd go ape, ape shit for his shit. Yeah. So Brady and Awesome Call come down <laughs> at the end of this match, refer to their shit as the Nightmare Collective. Um, oh, okay. So cool. that's what they're called. Um, they kind of like get into some shit with uh statlander she leaves because well they uh, because this woman in the crowd offers to join the nightmare collective right she just Mm -hmm. happens to be sitting in the front row it's crazy right weird Mm -hmm. how that happens uh so she comes up and they cut her ponytail off uh she's some indie wrestler of course um (laughs) I'm not putting that down. It's just that, like, whenever someone pops up on this wrestling show, and it's like, where have they been wrestling at? Oh, uh, armories. Um, <laughs> so she's she's a uh, she's working the National Guard circuit. Um, so they cut her hair off, and she's the newest member. I don't know if they're setting up some kind of showdown with Statlander and whatever's happening here. Um, but uh, what the point of talking about this is. Do you really need two cult things no. going on at the same time? Um, no. It's just, it's a little too much culty stuff going on. And don't get me wrong, I get the Dark Order's got, um, there it seems there's an inherent bit of, amount of comedy just built into the Dark Order. Yeah, because uh, rape's hilarious. Yeah, well, just the way they... <laughs> I don't know. I find the whole fucking thing hilarious, man. 
And I did say he's not raping those dudes, by the way. Not ever one time have I said he's raping those dudes. He's fucking those dudes. Uh, okay. there's Fair a, enough. There's a big difference. He's Fair fucking enough. Those dudes. That, is, that is true. Okay, so. There is a difference. Um, not saying it's not weird. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying I don't. Never one time say. I just don't think you need two cults going on. Um, second takeaway. <laughs> well, third takeaway, if you want to count the opening match being really good. Um, third takeaway, Re- Trent versus Ray Phoenix. Oh, cool. Still having singles match with tag guys and tag matches with singles guys. All right. Awesome. Um, Cody's promo <laughs> was, was, good. was outstanding. Yep. Uh, except, Cody's a hell of a promo, except man. for I hate his lisp, but other than that, oh no, I don't even give a shit about that, man. Right on, you're a human being. Human beings have lisps. I do not yeah, care. Yeah, I know. Um, it still bothers me. Did the, the only thing I didn't like was, um, because Cody can't help himself, he had to say, and now we're getting uh, the crossroads botched on two channels, <laughs> dude. Bro, this was a yeah. fire promo. It would have been 100% A+. If you would have just, like, you just can't fucking help yourself, man. Well, tell you, me who else is botching it, because I don't know anyone else Elias. Is botching it. He's talking about Elias. He doesn't botch it, though. Yeah, I know. He just doesn't do it the same as Cody. And if you want right. to be real about it, somewhere in Las Vegas, a man who used to wrestle in WCW by the name of Reno is saying you both look like shit doing it. <laughs> that's can we agree can we agree that reno did a like he basically was the guy that brought this to the nation's attention on wcw yep. towards the end of their run it was yep. a badass finisher you both do it weaker than him like let's just call it, and i'm not saying either one of you do it bad but neither one of you mm-hmm. are fucking reno about it that dude that dude was gonna kill someone eventually that's probably why like you guys don't do it as good as him because he was eventually <laughs> going to like l- literally break someone's fucking neck like it, it, it was gonna happen <laughs> Like so, MJF almost did? Yeah. So, like, Cody, uh, A-plus promo other than that. Nyla Rose versus the librarian Leva Bates did not watch because Nyla Rose is terrible. Chris Jericho. Man, Chris Jericho. I loved this promo, but it was, ba- like, but it was the list of Jericho. <laughs> like, it's exactly the like list Like, you of came out and did exactly the list of Jericho. And then, and here's what got me about this. When he... Was handed the clipboard and pulled it up. Everyone starts cheering, and he was like, we're not doing that list shit again. Man, just fucking, like, come on. I get that you're a heel, <laughs> and you got but, like, dude, come Don't shit on it and then do it. Like. Uh, and don't act like that wasn't something you created. You, and did, you created Yeah, that. and quit acting like you, you're disgusted by it and that, like, you didn't have a blast doing it. Right. But I get it, you're a heel, and you got to be all like shitty towards WWE. But I thought this was a great <laughs> promo by Jericho. Um, I, I love the list, so like I don't care. I, you know, I don't. Me, I don't care that they did the list, right? I don't mm-hmm. give a shit, and I don't think most fans did. I just think from the guy who coined the phrase it was a stupid idea from bad it was a bad idea from or whatever it was it was a stupid idea from bad creative right and don't get me wrong i get that jericho came up with the list you just can't keep going back to a wwe thing like you 
You can't. If you're gonna bash him, you yeah. can't. If you're gonna bash him, you can't use shit from him, right? I That's straight 100%. up. Straight up. If you're gonna bash him, you can't use shit from him. Dustin Rhodes, you probably shouldn't even be painting your fucking face still, champ. But whatevs, man. Whatevs. It is what it is. Um, that. Uh, but okay. So, did you catch this segment? No. Okay. So, Jericho informs us that he has one contractually obligated match left. Before the end of the year, and it's going to mm-hmm. be the December 18th episode of um, Dynamite. The reason Dynamite. for the list yep. was who he's going to wrestle. So on the list, he's naming off all the people he's going to. He's not I, going I to wrestle. See, I saw the list, I and I love it. I love that Moxley so. was named like every fourth name was Moxley. Uh huh. I thought uh-huh. it was great. I thought it was great. Um. So. To answer it's the this, list. yeah, and the list was fantastic. The list was fantastic, right? So it's great because he's doing the list. So, uh, to answer this challenge, down comes. I'm gonna interrupt you. I can't wait for Jericho to come back to WWE. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> I just can't wait to see whatever this dude does, and I think if he ever does come back to WWE, you're gonna get some real good comedy out of it. It's not an if. He will. He'll he'll end his career there as a Hall of Famer. Come on, we all know this. Um, so Mike, do you want to guess who came down to answer the champion's call? I know. I think I know. It's fucking Jungle or Jurassic Express came down. Jurassic Express came down. And in one brief promo, I felt kind of killed the Luchasaurus character. Really? Yeah. Um, Luchasaurus comes down. He, he, all three of them come down. Uh, the dinosaur, Tarzan Jr. And, uh, the little boy all three come down (laughs) and uh luchasaurus gets a mic right and you're like oh shit right okay cool and he goes lucha and you're like that's pretty much what i expected and then he and then he's like i bet that's what you thought i'd talk like isn't it but little do you guys know that i have a master's degree in world history chris jericho do you know about and name some like french bullshit and stuff and i was like and it's dead. Oh, no. And it's fucking dead now. <laughs> like, it's done. You guys, you, you, fuck, you fucked it right there. It's done. Mm-hmm. It's done. With that one moment, it's done. And then he was like, uh, Jericho says, well, uh, I, I, you didn't let me finish. Dinosaurs are on the list as well. And he was like, well, you know, uh, being that I have a master's degree in world history, I'm not shocked since our species has been subjugated for the last 65 million years. Done. It's it's ruined, right? So then, so that, yeah. and I liked this, and I know you like this, and you have to be especially disappointed because I know this was one of the few like bullshit wrestling it, gimmicky things. See. But yeah, I really enjoyed. I other than Marco stunt, I enjoyed. Yes. Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy together. And yes. so, um, then Marco Stunt, like, steps up and... Continues to ruin it. <laughs> says, uh, Jericho's like, oh, no, you didn't let me finish. Uh, little tiny half-boys aren't on this list either. Says so some shit like that. Which was hilarious, because, you know, like, I hate Marco Stunt. Um, right. And then, uh... He was like, yeah, I wasn't talking. They were like, you, there was like a funny moment where like, you're not half the man Marco is. And um, Jericho says something like, Marco's not half the man anyone is. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so, um, so yeah, so Jungle Boy, December 18th, Chris Jericho versus Jungle Boy. So Jericho looks at Jungle Boy and he's like, so you're going to fight me? And Jungle Boy's like, yeah, and I'm going to shock you. And then he slapped him. And then Marco Stunt and uh, Jungle Boy fought Chris Jericho while Luchasaurus and um, We the People pushed each other around. And then, uh, (laughs) sure enough, Jurassic Express got the better of them. And Jericho and Hager fled the ring. And that sets up our December 18th main event. Hmm. Which the last on the other yeah with on the other channel will be I'm just gonna call it a double main event of Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Title and Adam Cole versus the winner of the Triple Threat that's taking place next week between Finn Balor, Tomasa Champa, and Keith Lee. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so that's the December 19th. Um, Eight, 18th, 18th my bad. So, yeah, so that's the December it. 18th. So there was that. Um, and then uh, we talked about basically everything. Christopher Daniels of Pentagon Jr. had a lackluster match as fuck for the people involved in this. Christopher Daniels fell on his ass trying to do a springboard off the rope. Yeah, this was that. really like, I thought this match was going to be like, but again, uh, you know. Tag guys wrestling single matches, singles guys wrestling tag matches, whatever. Um, that's how you keep a positive win-loss record in the division that you're actually in. Um, I guess. I, I, that's what they did. That's what they're doing. Like, you wins and losses matter. Sure, wins and losses do matter. And they clearly are showing us that wins and losses matter. But if you can wrestle outside the division that you're fighting for a title in, hey, we found a way to make wins and losses not really matter. Which, I'll give them props for being able to, like, move wrestling forward with that. They were, I, I'll give them that because they have found a workaround. Because I think wrestling fans for a long time, and I don't just mean this about WWE, I think TNA, people have wanted it, uh, Ring of Honor, some kind of ranking system. We've been proponents of a ranking system since we were at the high spot, right? Right. Um, so I think it's it's they've moved wrestling forward a little bit with this ranking system, and, but they found a workaround. So I think I think like as much as I don't like the workaround, like they're trying to move wrestling forward. So I'm not gonna shit on them so much for this anymore. Right. But I am still gonna consistently right. joke about it on a weekly basis. And then our main event was Moxley Janela, which I didn't watch because I didn't care for their last match, and I'm not—I'm probably not going to care for this one. So I didn't I, even I watch that. You ma- I heard you made a right decision again. I, Moxley it's, won. It's unfair uh, to say that without watching, but I Jericho mean, came out at the end, and that's how we went off. Right. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's just briefly go to NXT. Um, it's. It's hard to sit and discuss when you're trying to look critical because they just do so many things well, which I think is good. Um, I'm not going to run down the whole show. Did you watch? Did you catch any? of I haven't it? watched any of it. I plan on watching it tonight when I get home from work. All right, it's a it's a good watch. It took um, me forever to watch Dynamite this week. <laughs> good matches, solid work. I, I mean, what you expect 
from NXT. NXT is my favorite wrestling on the planet, and in my personal honest opinion, it's the best wrestling on television right now. Um, <laughs> it's a better put-together show than any brand and they make you care about almost every single person that shows up on that screen, if that makes sense. So, uh, I think the main takeaways, Mike, is, as I stated, we're getting, we're getting movement in that title picture. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly how this came to be at the end. And I'm having a tough time because it's been a long week. But, we're, Regal came out to set up the match for next week, which will go to that 18th for the championship match. But basically, you're getting Champa versus Keith Lee versus Finn Balor for the and for the for the number one contendership, basically for the right to fight Adam Cole on the 18th. Um, Bobby Fish is still injured. Uh, that happened last week. I don't. They haven't said how serious it is, so I'm hoping that it's something he can come back to from pretty quick because I hate to see that keep happening to this poor guy uh, and you hate to see it happen to Undisputed Era Undisputed Era is one of the best heel factions in pro wrestling right now if not the best they the do best. amazing work mm. uh, the best. yeah I think they are the best I, heel I, faction I, I, th I think I'm going to give them the best heel faction wow I, no I don't I'm sorry I think Suzuki Goon's better okay but let's just they're more heelish for, yeah. For American wrestling, but, definitely yes. the Undisputed Era. There we go. Yes, there we go. That was going to be my statement. Um, Just good work all around, man. And, and you've got, like I said, you got uh, Dakota Kai doing this amazing heel work with her turn. Um, you got Rhea Ripley in the title picture. You got Shayna Baszler still looking like a monster. Uh, they're just... Everyone seems important on the show. Even your mid-card guys seem important, um, which is just going to get elevated even more once Dream's back. Uh, I, I'm just excited about this brand and excited where they're going. Ratings were, uh, again, neck and neck. Um, I'm going to try to look it up here because I did lose my spot. But NXT did take the loss this week. Um, AEW beat them, but only slightly. I'll pull it up right here real quick just so we can go over it. AEW did 851,000. <coughs> excuse me. NXT, 845,000. So like 6,000 difference. That's nothing. Nothing. No, I thought that too. And, you know, I noticed a lot of that AEW. First of all, 6,000 is enough that it could be a mistake. Yeah, totally. Anything um, within, what do they say? Anything within, like, five to eight? As far as, like, thousands of ratings? Like, we looked into this, like, a while back. And what, yeah, like, I don't even remember, but it's like... But I'm pretty sure 6,000 was, was within the range where it was, like, it could have been a tie. Or, like, 6,000 was, like, that weird... They're off by so many thousands, basically. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. this could have been like an even more negligible win. I just didn't get like the sell. Oh, we did it! Like, eh, I guess it's a win, you know. 
I think the most positive thing to take about is how many people were watching. I mean, NXT definitely increased their viewership. You know what I mean? Got back some of the people who started and then jumped. Uh, AEW's didn't, you know, jump back up to where it kind of... I think this should be the sweet spot for both of them. You know what I mean? Just under 900,000, push close, you know, closer to the... Closer to the million than further away. Pretty even. And, I mean, that's exciting. I think if AEW doesn't fix some of the problems we discussed, it could shift the other way. Um, Because NXT is a better wrestling product, and they have the WWE production behind them. So, I I think they do got to watch that. Um, I I think the biggest takeaway, Mike, is... (sighs) We love wrestling, man. And there's good wrestling there's bad wrestling but the fact of anything is wrestling still better than most of the other stuff you watch on tv and two of the best are on wednesday night wouldn't you agree yeah i would totally agree we get the benefit from it so even though i don't quite enjoy AEW nearly i don't even enjoy it as much as monday night raw and that says a lot for them but i still enjoy aspects of it i just skip what i don't like and i watch what i do you know what i mean that's i have how long have i been preaching that uh, like wow there is literally not i just had this debate with someone um this week actually uh, it was a guy at work and he was talking about what he doesn't like about wrestling and i was like you know like he was like how do you how do you watch raw and smackdown and he was even kind of shitting on like AEW. He was shitting on everything, basically. Mm-hmm. And he was like, how do you watch... Well, I shouldn't say he was shitting on everything. Like, he kind of had some issues with AEW, but overall, he's like an AEW NXT guy, right? And he was mm-hmm. like, I just don't get how you watch Raw and SmackDown. And I was like, bud, every fucking TV remote in the world has a fast-forward button on it now. Like, like, are you watching it live? Because uh, I know you're not because we work the same schedule, right? So I know you're not watching right. it live, right? So you're DVR. Right. And I was like mm-hmm. – he was like – well, he was talking about the, the Lashley, Brusev stuff. And he was like, mm-hmm. it's just such shit. How can you keep watching the show? And I was like, Bob, I haven't watched a minute of Lashley, Lana, Rusev. <laughs> not a single fucking minute of it because as soon as it started, I could tell right away. I have no interest in wrestling storylines like this. So I hit fast mm-hmm. forward. AEW was a great show this week. I didn't, I but you know, Nyla Rose was on it. I didn't watch a bit of that. There are certain, right. like, you. no one is making you watch things that you don't want to. So what I, I watch, I, shit, man, it, maybe it takes me an hour to watch three-hour Raw. But, like, that hour I really enjoy because I focus on Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. The people Charlotte. I care about. Yes, Charlotte, yeah, Becky, I, yeah. the women's division, and when Dana Brooke comes out, I hit fast forward. Can I give a special shout out to uh, Charlotte versus the Kabuki Warriors in a handicap Holy match? Holy shit! Absolutely fantastic! Holy shit! How good is fantastic? she? Fantastic! Yeah, all three of them, man. All three of them, that, but like, let's specifically talk about Charlotte right here. <laughs> um, you're allowed. You're allowed. The greatest of all time. Done. Female, Did you hear? the greatest of all time. There's no <sighs> argument. Let's wrap it up with this. Did you hear the latest? That a report went out that Charlotte had trademarked Ashley Flair and Queen, Queen yeah. of Wrestling, 
and Andrade trademarked El Idolo and something else. And, of course, that means they're going to AEW. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. No, it's called just smart <laughs> branding and marketing. Yeah. I, I, everyone that said that, I said, yeah, I recall Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson did the same thing just before they re-signed a long-term, mm-hmm. big-money, five-year uh, deal yeah. with WWE. It's called preserving your intellectual property. Yeah, and because one day smart business people. you might want to sell some Ashley Flair shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com when you're 40. Mm-hmm. But you could have already locked yourself into some Ashley Flair shit at WWE and now you lost your own name. Look, ain't no one trying to be Cody, okay? And I know that he's got the <laughs> rights back to use his name, but like, let's be honest, man. Everybody kind of saw that situation and was like, eh, just in case, I want to be able to use my last name. Like... Well, I mean, clearly, and everyone should. I mean, it's smart. And I understand WWE's stance on it, too. They don't want to put a bunch of money pushing someone and then them be able to go and just leave them high and dry and then make their own money. I totally get both sides. And it makes sense to trademark things that you want because some fool could go out and trademark it right underneath you, too, and then you have no right to it and you got to pay them. So... I mean, it's smart business. I don't see Charlotte ever going anywhere, guys. It's She's got a home there and as much money as she could probably ask for for them to give her for as long as she wants. And if she's there and happy, Andrade ain't going anywhere either. I would at least highly, highly doubt that. Mike, do you have anything else you want to say to these fine, fine people before we uh, say goodbye? Yeah, you got to kill one, you got to fuck one, you got to marry one. <sighs> Every week. Luna Vachon. Okay, um, my interest has peaked. <laughs> Brandy Rhodes, except she smells okay. like a bag of trash. Oh, come on. Hey, bud, you wanted to play the game, man. <sighs> All right. Or, oh, shit, man, I had a really good third one. I fucking forgot what it was. Luna Vachon, Brandy Rhodes, except she smells like a bag. Oh, and Taylor Swift, except she's like the cat character from that up movie. That, uh, she's like that cat person thing from the upcoming movie Cats. <laughs> all right well do you want to know mine i do i'm definitely fucking that cat thing um (laughs) i'm sorry man i gotta know uh i i haven't i haven't figured it out i'm probably gonna kill brandy rhodes she smells like trash and Mary Luna Vachon because I I love, me some, Luna Vachon? I love me some Luna Vachon and I ain't marrying no I cat think, thing, but I, I but I'm certainly might, not marrying a woman I, that smells like a bag of trash. I think she might hurt you, Mike. That's fine. I'm okay with that, bro. You don't remember no, my like, like I, think, I have a thi- I'm, I'm a Luna fan, I, bud. I'm I that's fair. She gives me a fear she boner. Was, she was she was not going to be in my kill category. The thing I'm worried about is she might hurt you where you like you might die i don't know i you guess it might die do you want to get fucked in the amazon position for the rest of your life i'm okay with that that's better than fucking a chick that smells like a bag of trash <laughs> all the time like see that's the problem like brandy smells like a, i have to fuck the cat thing man i have to know i think you're man, killing the cat think, thing aren't you i mean brandy fucking weirdo <laughs> I don't think I can marry Luna. She scared me, but I could definitely put one to her. So, but I can't marry trash either. Come on, you're killing me. All right, 
We're Mary and Luna, man. I know, right? I man. know. I think I'll give the Captain the world too. Right? I think yeah. I'm going, with, I'm going. I'm going with your call. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Started off good for you, and then you're like immediately downhill. Hey, quit playing oh. in the Christmas tree, you stupid cat. There hey. We go. Hey. <laughs> the fuck? I'm trying to do a podcast. You guys are beautiful. We love you. Have a great week. And I say it every week. It's been real. It's been fun. We will catch you next time. New episodes of Drive-By drop every Saturday on iTunes, Spotify, and the iHeartRadio app. Subscribe and make sure you never miss a single one. And keep the conversation going on Facebook at Drive-By Pod. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. This has been a presentation of the Near Fall Network.